Tried and Tested Remedies Part 2. Aside from the therapy we mentioned in Part 1, there were other things we explored to try and see what worked and what didn't in terms of trying to live alongside autism. I tried homeopathy with Max from an early age. This involved him taking him to see a homeopath and having him assessed in terms of how he was feeling and reacting to situations and treating him accordingly. This is where Tony and I differed. I'd always improved a bit costly. Being a one income family, it wasn't easy to continue to throw money at everything. We tried this for a while, but as we became used to the situation of living with autism, it was normal, I think, for us to question what was working and what wasn't. Eventually, we came to the decision that it was best to call it a day with homeopathy. For Tony, it was cut and dried, but for me, it was as if I was almost scared to stop. It was as if I was still hoping that we would hit on the one thing that would stop autism in its tracks. Forever the optimist, I was looking for that elusive cure, desperate to try and find it somewhere. Occupational therapy was something that was important to try. Max always had a bit of an awkward gait when walking. He had been a tiptoe walker for years. It is common in young people with autism, and Max was getting older but had calves that any ballet dancer would envy. In autism, the autistic person may have an increased or a decreased sensitivity to sensory information, which means that they can process information differently through vestibular, tactile and proprioception systems, which means it's difficult to coordinate body movements. The vestibular system contributes to a person's sense of balance and spatial awareness so that they can coordinate their movements with balance. And proprioception is an awareness of the position and the movement of the body. I fought really, really hard with the local authority to try and get occupational therapy. And I must admit that I clashed with the head teachers of Max's school over the years because I felt it was essential for every young person with autism. But there was a view certainly with one head teacher that she didn't wish to put demands on the local authority. I suppose for me, I felt that if you were a head teacher of a school for autism, you had a duty of care for the young pupils. And it was your job to fight for your school and pupils to get what you needed. And I genuinely felt this was not the case. So we prayed for private occupational therapy. The school agreed to my taking Max to OT one morning a week and I would do the session with him and the OT and I would then take Max back to school afterwards. Catherine was his OT and had a lovely gentle manner with Max and kept him on her books until he left school at the age of 19, even though her speciality was younger children. But she had a loyalty to us and we appreciated her more than she knew. I think of her often because she was so supportive and kind and gentle. She also contributed to the local authority's eventual assessment and agreement to fund him, which was a relief. But what was more important was the acknowledgement that aside from the financial aspect, Max needed OT. It made a difference in terms of him being able to cooperate with dressing and feeding. If there was any chance of a young person being able to have independence in life, then they would need to be able to function in terms of everyday living. He had surgery on his Achilles a number of years ago due to the fact that he was a toe walker for years and that involved physiotherapy. Again, we were blessed with the support of Gudrun, the physio, who was fantastic. Again, we had to fund this privately and take Max from school to the physio and back, but it was a fantastic support when we needed it most. I learned from that experience and again, the exercises I learned to do are transferable between the boys and that helps my knowledge and support. 
Josh doesn't have difficulties with mobility that Max has, and the things I learned from Catherine have helped me with Josh in terms of trying to cope with fixing things that need support. He did have massive issues with food, so much so that I took him to a food clinic. He had problems with a really strong gag reflex where he only wanted to eat beige food. The clinic trialled him with foods which he put in his mouth but he didn't chew. School have worked hard with their efforts and during lockdown Josh for the first time in his entire life started to eat ham and cheese sandwiches and broccoli. I cannot even tell you how relieved and happy I am that we have managed this breakthrough. He is also eating blueberries and strawberries and we will just continue to chip away at dietary issues in the hope that it will continue to improve. We have our daughter to thank for this because she persisted over the summer in helping Josh due to Max being ill. So having her around has been a godsend. I suppose in conclusion I have often been sceptical about trying things that claim to cure autism and it's something that I would recommend not paying too much heed to. There is no cure for autism. I've spent the last 19 years looking for that cure, and it doesn't exist. But there are things that can help the young autistic person to improve their quality of life, their ability to communicate, and their independent skills. They can live a life whilst coexisting alongside this lifelong disability. And sure, the progress is slow, and it's very much a case of small steps forward. But that, alongside an abundance of hope and positivity, is what is required. I'm not going to lie and say that it isn't difficult to remain positive when it seems like there is a mountain to climb. It is a journey with so many ups and downs along the way that it really isn't for the faint-hearted. But I will hang on to the fact that perseverance means you can make a difference to any horrid situation in life. And I intend not to allow autism to grind us down and throw our lives into any more disarray than it already has. Where other therapies claim to cure but fail, Having the willpower to keep fighting and facing this condition head on is the only way.